we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the lands and waters where we're recording from, the Waramai and Wanarua peoples. We acknowledge the Waramai and Wanarua elders, both past and present. All right, we're still coming to you live from Waramai lands, mate. You are, you are joining us for a live watch along for the big um, return of the Warriors back to New Zealand after three years away from home. But, Brett, it's all happening in the opening oh, stage of this game. <laughs> Absolutely all happening. The Warriors should have scored. Justin has been nearly KO'd. He's off the field. It's all happening. The atmosphere is fantastic over there as Shane Flanagan came out. <laughs> uh, so poor, Fox. So poor. Mate, send people over or do a live feed from New Zealand. It's not that hard. The COVID excuse is not a thing anymore. Yeah, it's really not. Oh! <laughs> now we've got the Warriors players being taken out midair. Fuck. This game could be anything. Like, it literally, literally could be anything. Because <laughs> we all know the, the Warriors are going to play an emotion. The Warriors playing an emotion is not a good thing. Yeah. It's not a good thing. And it's really, and in a lot of ways, it's really, it's really going to be up to the Tigers as to how they want to respond to that. What do they get out of the first 10 to 20 minutes? reconsider where you're at at that time and then what do you do from there so my favourite thing in this game is the Tigers are a no-win situation yeah 100% they, they, they either get beat and um, they're back in wooden spoon contention or they win and everyone hates them forever which suits me nicely Speed and Shane Flanagan. Oh, like I don't, I don't get like why, why Fox just dropped off with their coverage. Like we all understand all the other stuff, not the actual game coverage is poor and always has been, but the actual game coverage has become really poor now, and I don't understand why. You're paying hundreds of millions of dollars for the broadcast rights, and you're not giving it any respect. Mm. It's a continual sort of criticism of rugby league in terms like, and we always compare it to. Fox footy with the AFL. Mm. Like, the the difference in the standards of coverage yeah. is just yeah. obscene. Yeah. Yeah, like a Friday night Fox footy game, you get two hours of pre-game talk about, about the game, mm. and you get two hours post-game of the, about the game. In rugby league, you get three rugby league games and then a dog race. I don't, you know. And the thing is, all these networks are going to whinge and complain when an American network comes and goes, we're going to do it cheaper and better, and they're going to get the rights for it. Three. Harris. Most Tigers getting up quickly. And they hold on here. 
Like I, I really, honestly wouldn't be surprised if CBS used Channel 10 and Paramount Plus to take the full regular coverage. And they and they have they, they, they the free to air games on Channel 10, and they have all the other games on their Paramount Plus, and they do it the American style they do with their CBS coverage in America with panel shows before and after games. Do you think that's a valid um, option though for something like rugby league where, I mean, history has sort of proven they've been given better options when it comes to the opportunity to get good coverage, but is any other one at a chance if you don't have the inside knowledge in terms of... Oh, I see, and I, I completely agree there, but I think it's getting to the point where rugby league will have no choice. Yeah. And we all know that studios will come and dangle the American market in their face. That's what they'll do. And rugby league is so insolent and stupid they are. Oh, we're going to get 200 million new viewers. <laughs> So we've just seen New Zealand Warriors put on a whole heap of pressure inside the opening five minutes. I mean, they had about three or four repeat sets there. They couldn't break the line. Um, how long are they going to rely on this emotion, though, for to get another opportunity and to finally take that opportunity? Um, oh, I think the emotion's out of the game already. Yeah. I think the emotion gives you 10 minutes. And the Knights are pretty... Alex McKinnon Day, emotion mattered. The Knights never get better than Alex McKinnon Day, and we got absolutely pole by the Titans. Is that right? Yeah. See, I don't. It's really funny you should say that because I actually don't remember much about that day beyond Wayne Bennett going out to the group of mm. players in the huddle beforehand. I actually don't remember the rest of that afternoon. Coming and carrying the football, obviously with their speed and agility, got some really quick play the balls, which allowed them to get forward. And unfortunately, just on that last play, there's an obstruction. Mate, what's your take on Sean Johnson? Is that potential unfulfilled or was that no, hype no. for expectations that would never be met? No, Sean, Sean Johnson has played Sean Johnson's ability. Injuries have slowed him down late in his career. Yep. But it was the worries. They were perhaps because of all the worries as an organisation, not because of Sean Johnson. Should he have ever left the yeah, Warriors? He's, he, yeah, he... he his loyalty to the Warriors has cost him, you know, more accolades in his career, you know. He, um, he, he, he could have quite easily come to Australia a lot earlier and won premierships. No about that. By the time he finally came to Cronulla, Cronulla were on the downward slide and, he's, and he, you know, an injury sort of was stopping him. His body was shot, yeah. yeah. My, my real concern is KP has a Sean Johnson career. Um, where he acknowledged one of the best players in the game for a long time, but he never get, you know? That is, I think that's a genuine concern for KP, but I think because KP is a slightly different player to the type of player that Sean Johnson is, I think that's why there's the opportunity that he can avoid that outcome. Yeah, they've had to do it as well. 
They've created some space, there's great opportunities on the out. And the defenders have had to come up and in and make plays at the football. That's the third time they've had to do it. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a ball over the top from White. Either from Sean. And there is some space on the outside. I actually don't think the Tigers look too bad so far. Um, I don't know. I know. Honestly, I never know with the Tigers. <laughs> I just, I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I just, yeah. What's your biggest criticism of the T team? Not the organisation, but the Tigers team and the way they play at the moment. What's your single biggest criticism of them? None of their big guns in the pack do anything ever. Yeah. They just don't go forward. Oh, that was a terrible play the ball. How are they getting away with that? Zillions on display for the West Tigers so far. Pass just uh, made Harris wait for it. A standing start, he wasn't going to bust them. Johnson, Aiken, Fulton, they're all offside again here. They're furious. James Roberts is playing. Mm. He's played for a few weeks. Has he? Yeah. Oh. That's how little attention I've been playing to the top. That I've been paying to the Tigers. Seems racist. I can't say that. <laughs> oh, am I kidding? Yes, you can. Possession and position pay off for the home team. Egan. Did he get it there? I think he did. He's claiming it. That's a first try. He's given it. Former Penrith great weight, Egan. <laughs> so that was really the try that the Warriors had. Like, they had to score in that set because the longer you go along not doing that, the pressure just builds. Yeah, and the and, you know the crowd starts getting antsy, and what was a positive emotion then becomes a negative. And we've seen that before. Like you and I sat there and witnessed that at night's games. Mm-hmm. You've got it like it. Oh, oh, I don't, know I don't think he's got it down. I do not think he's got that down. His forearm stays under it. We're waiting for the little telltale try confirmed. I don't. I don't think he got it down. I don't think he did. I think he thinks he got it down. Like was touch all the pressure on the ball as it thing. And then when it finally did touch the ground, it was already yeah. back out of the um, try yeah. area. Yeah. Oh, here we go. The bunk is intervening. So Brenton Speed's getting on board straight away so that he can bag the rest of this. You can already hear it in his voice. There's no grounding there. Eh? 
There's no granny there. So this is Casey I don't Benz, think there is. Casey Badger in the video response. Has she been there before? I haven't been paying attention. This is the first time. This is the first time. Casey Badger about to about to break four million. Oh, Casey Badger. She follows me on Twitter, so I'm a huge fan. <laughs> right, so the pressure goes back onto the Warriors. Yeah, the ref's never in a better position than the video camera. Zooming in, mate. No, I don't care. Well, I hate that. Well, the ref is in perfect position. No, the camera that can zoom in on it and slow it down is in that, perfect position. And that is an, just an immediate bugbear of mine when it comes to commentary. Like, the commentary's immediate move to, when it's a decision that they don't want to accept... Yeah, the referee... Well, let's criticise the way the... Pro- yeah. Why don't you go, well, that's the reality of the, t- the decision... What's next in the game? Like, analyze the game in the respect of the decision. Don't bag the decision. Don't make your analysis, well, we're just going to criticize the decision. But it felt it, like a try came on. <laughs> and, and everyone wanted it to be a try. The other thing but that I hate... Now feels like a Queensland while doing the haka. And this is the other thing that I hate about this, this criticism of the... Is that... Because you're right, that, well, the referee was in the best position. And I'm like... But we literally brought in the bunker because when they are in the best, best position and they still can't see everything, Correct. you've got that extra angle there to go, oh, hang on, we've seen it from something that you've missed and we can confirm that something else has happened. There's no doubt watching that live from the angle it was at, it would look like a try. What frustrating. But it wasn't. But it's, it's even funnier because you and I are literally sitting here watching that vision going, oh, we're not sure. So who the fuck is Shane Flanagan? Oh, he's in the best position. I'm like, you can see footage that's telling you otherwise. Yeah. And going with the fact that the bunker has the ability to zoom in things we can't yes. see. And that's the one that always gets me with, with fans when they go, go well, there's nothing in that replay to say you can't award it. But that's, we don't see what the bunker sees. You know, that's what people forget. The bunker has access to all the cameras at the same time, can zoom into any camera they want to. We don't see none of that. Future Knights number six Luke Brooks. Oh, he's just put himself in that shot front window. Oh, Future Knights number seven Jackson Hastings. I don't know, with fifth tackle options like that, where they give the forward a hit up to, um, I'm not convinced that that's what we need. We do enough of that already. So who would you take at the moment, Brooks or Hastings? Hastings. Why? Only because he, he would complement Milford or Clifford well. Yeah. Brooks is too much like the other two. Hastings yes. is an old style seven of kick pass, run your third option. Better, cheaper as well. And cheaper, without all the baggage. You know, he's already known as an effort player, so you're not getting the old Brooks don't care business.
Warriors rolling up their sleeves and getting forward. The West Tigers meeting them with some great defence. One way I will put it, Jackson Hastings is a better Adam Clune. He plays all the same style as Adam Clune does, but he's better and bigger. And yeah, we've already seen the Clune come on this milk quite well. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm on board with that. I'd be very surprised how much Jackson Hastings has changed my opinion of him just this year alone. Oh, absolutely. I, I was laughing at that signing. Yeah. And I still think it's a great signing because it doesn't make the Tigers much better. But he'd be he's solid in a good solid team. Yeah. Uh, and he get a kicks goals, he's a good goal kicker, you know, which is something we, you know, that we have, we have, do not have a backup goal kicker. As we saw on Friday night. Yeah. The back of it. Jazz ready to return. Hastings for Brooks, quick hands for the West Tigers. And the former warrior takes them on. Yeah, Jackson Hastings would do a really good job in a, in a good team. Because there's nothing special about him, but he'll get the job done every week. He might be bringing me around for that. When I first... So when I first heard the idea of Jackson Hastings coming to Newcastle, my concern was that, well, he looks like a player... He looks like a good player in a poor team because it's a poor team. Like, what difference yeah. is he going to make to our, a Knights team that also looks like a poor team? Yeah, but, but I... Yeah, you go. No, you go. But to me, the, the difference is attitude. The, I'd be really impressed with the attitude issue because that was a, my knock at him was always the Roosters and Manly could get the best out of him because his attitude was so poor. He's, he has turned around. All that... What, what I thought was all guff and, you know, and media sort of um, friendly stories about how good his attitude is and him playing the media and playing the Twitter nice guy was all to pretend like his attitude had changed, but yeah. it genuinely has. Like the Tigers are dreadful, and he every week he puts his he puts his effort in hundred percent. He plays yeah he plays a good solid seven out of ten every week. He's been outstanding off the field apparently. I wonder what happened over in the uh, Super League that sort of changed that mindset. I think he just I think someone's got to you and said this is your career. You're like you know you're you're the rugby league player. You're not. You know you need to turn this around. You know, otherwise you're just wasting a ridiculous amount of talent. And his dad was a, you know, a former top-level first grader. So, you know, he's, I'm sure his dad had a bit of say to it. Warriors sending another error in, but the referee says no try. Let's see if the bunker overrules this one. This referee might may not get out of Auckland the way things are looking. <laughs> I had, had cases in Australia on this. <laughs> She's sitting next to Shane Fluffy and telling him to fuck off. Knocked on by Marcelo um, Montoya. So, they both touched that. Mm. Field of play, 
So rather than a sit and tap, you sit. I was 17 minutes into this game, and you can just feel you can feel the frustration on this side of the uh, Tasman coming over from um, the New Zealand crowd. Yes. See, I don't agree with Flano there. I think the, the Warriors attack's been really poor. I completely agree with that. I thought the, the, I did not expect the phrase high quality to be coming out of his mouth. It's close, but like it's a close contest. But again, it's that classic case of close contests not necessarily equating to yeah, good quality. Good absolutely. quality. Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of really good rugby league games that don't finish close. Like that Cowboys Broncos game was the game last night. It wasn't close. There's a real thing in rugby league where people think the close is good. Oh, 100%. I mean, you and I even witnessed it a bit watching that 96 Origin series. Yeah. All three close games. And yeah. they were obviously, like, that was the highest quality at the time. And there were patches of elite high quality. But you wouldn't say that that was 240 minutes of just high quality football across the, across the board. Johnson's kicking game. He's been decent so far. More for Lumeran to get there on the foot this time. Is there a less self-aware person in the world than David North Luma? Scored four tries last. No, but what makes you say that? Well, the thing that he made the whole campaign that, he should, that him not getting picked for the Origin team is because of his race and that is one of the weirdest things I've ever come across. Like, what makes David North David North Luma think that he's Origin standard ever? Even at, even at when he was good. He wasn't origin standard. The thing is, is that the way he decided to go about showing his displeasure at not getting picked, at what point do you think that that's going to change anybody's yeah, mind? Yeah, all well, that's going to put everybody offside. Because he's going with, see, you've got, you got to remember with a guy like David North Wimmer, okay? So I'm sure his entire rugby league Twitter experience is amongst Tigers fans. Yep. Tigers fans love him. Yep. So he probably thinks so Twitter's on his side. So he'll get he'll get Twitter going after Freddie, not him. Oh. Not the fact that everyone thinks he's a tool. We all think Freddie's a tool too. But you know, if that's Josh had a car saying I should be a big going, yeah, right, correct Fox. But David Norfolk. The funny thing as well is like the last person I can imagine carrying on like that about whether or not they should be selected is Latrell Mitchell. Correct. Like when Latrell he, he would never do that. When, when Latrell got dropped, was it 2019? Mm. He, did what he, he did what he needed to do behind the scenes to get picked again to change their minds, not to lead his own personal campaign to say, oh, everybody else make them change their minds. Like, no, you've got to put the runs on the board, show what you're doing on the field. Yeah, he left the Roosters. <laughs> <laughs> Getting in and carrying the football, taking the pressure off their middle forwards. 
After the Dragons against the Raiders, it'll be Sunday night with Matty Johns, 6 p.m. Tonight, the special guest, the Hectic Chiefs, Brandon Smith, for the Melbourne Storm. Always great value. That'll be interesting. <laughs> Accused of milking. New Brown's already done some nice things, a player you know well. Yeah, he's a classy player, especially when they get down on the opposition's try line. He's got a bit of deception and he's powerful out of dummy half. Finds his kicker. Chanel Harris to beat it, made sure of the take. Almost the time, a tackle from Musgrove, the swing left arm. Around the right part of the fullback. That's been a feature of the outside backs from both sides. Just getting the football and charging into the opposition. The adrenaline pumping. That walkout from the Warriors was something else. Torhu Harris was soaking it up and players overcome by emotion today. Now they're really settling into this contest. Midway through this first half and another touch. Now getting the Warriors are getting so many six again. They just cannot get this last pass to hit the mark. Because their attack's too flat. Okay, what, so why is their attack too flat though? Like, where's that coming from? Is that there's, just, there's, there's not playing with any depth. Like, they're, they're trying to play flat at the line, which is correct. But you've also got to play with enough depth that you can get your pass away without it getting knocked down, and they just get getting knocked down. And so are they. Ooh, that, 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 that's, that, there's an example they run out of room there because they're too flat so the Tigers didn't have to come forward or they just went completely sideways and eventually get in the sideline well, wasn't that the Chris Anderson idea of attacking rugby league in terms of step the attacking line up so that the ball is in the defensive line's face and they've got less time to make a decision wasn't that yeah. a more attacking way of playing rugby league yeah that was the Brett Kamali storm yeah, thing yeah. But so why does that not work they were good players You've got to have the play. Like, that's Breck, that's Breckamorley's Breck strength. Breckamorley's strength was passing in traffic. You've got to have the players who can execute it. Sean Johnson is an ex-touch footy player, traditional rugby league player, where his thing is to throw the ball long and into space, and, and you know, and the Warriors use their size. You've got to have the halves that can execute that game plan. Actually, in a lot of ways, this is the battle of the halfbacks today, because you've got Kamali versus Stacey in the coach's box. Correct. I didn't think of that Kamali's coach in the... Um, so it'll be a very interesting sort of tactical perspective in terms of the way these two teams go at each other. Do you think Kamali and Stacey, because they're interim coaches and they haven't been in the job for, for that long, will they be wanting to do too much to change it up or will they just be tinkering or will they say... I, I, knowing Brett Kamali's personality, he would 100% be trying to do his thing because he wants to be a coach. Okay. Stacey, I don't think so. Stacey, it'll just be the same old, same old. But I think Brick's, I think Stacey's more your, um, he'll be trying to get the pride out of him today. Yep. I think Brick, but I think Brick and Morley wants, wants the job. So he'll be, you know. So Stacey, Stacey will probably look at it in terms of, it doesn't matter whether I agree with what Nathan Brown was doing or not. Yep. It's it's just not going to achieve anything trying to completely revolutionize. And he only sees himself as a coach. An oh, yeah. coach, you know. Yeah. So he'll just be saying, you guys all know what you were doing. Yeah. Keep doing that. And I'll chip in from time yeah. to time to say, well, I can see some improvement here. Yeah. You can think about that. Yeah. yeah. So 23-24 minutes in, um, penalty goal is going to be, the, it looks like they're going to be the first points of the game. 
It's a weird start to the game. It's been an awful start to the game. Yeah, it's not. It's shame people, people say how good it's been because of the atmosphere and blah 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 and no. It does make you think about what goes into like. like here's a question for you: from your perspective. What for you makes for, and let's take the Knights winning out of it, but other than the, the result, what for you makes the perfect day, day at the footy and game experience? Um, like either the brand of footy combined with the current card? No, I, mind you, I like to I like enjoy the physical side of rugby league. Yeah, right. So if I can see a game that's reasonably, I don't want to be like, not open, but a game that's reasonably open, but really physical, that's a really enjoyable game for me. It's all about the balance, really, isn't it? And I think that was something that we all understood was an intangible. That it's what I enjoy about Penrith. What you do enjoy. Yeah, because they, they're the most physical team I've seen in a long time. Yeah. But they still play over expensive football when they need to. So that, and that balance was probably something that we realised we needed to appreciate more when Six Again came in. Yeah. And we just realised, oh, the physical contest matters. Yeah. Because this is all just back and forth and momentum, and once one team gets a little bit of momentum, it's game over. It's so funny that the boomer generation who sprout the fact that rugby league is so good because it's the toughest game in the world wanted to take the toughness out of it. But they thought, a little bit back. But they thought that they were bringing the toughness in it by yeah tiring them out and bringing the little man in. They expected that's not. But but endurance has been tough. Mm. But that's not what rugby league. You know that's not what makes rugby. Rugby union is a really endurance sport too. You know like that's not. What makes rugby league rugby league? Rugby league is the fact that it's an endurance sport combined with million mile an hour collisions. Yep. You know, it's it's the it's the best of rugby in the NFL. So the NFL is all about hard collisions. The whole sport stop start million mile an hour collisions. No real endurance. Rugby's pretty much all endurance because the games the balls in play so often. So I was watching um, rugby league over in Germany um, back in the day. And they were big ice hockey fans. And they said, oh, rugby league is like ice hockey without the ice. Yeah. Because of the speed, yeah. because of the collision, yeah. because of the movement. Yeah. But you're not changing five plays every bloody two minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Victoria and finds himself a debutante for the West Tigers today. After switching from Aussie rules to rugby league on his mum's recommendation. Yeah, what occasion. Ball in New Zealand. He goes to Victoria and then he ends up with the West Tigers and makes his debut when the Warriors come back home. Fantastic. SG Ball, player of the year in 2021. What do you think's in it for Fox, this Flanagan drive to get him a job? Do you think that they that he's, that they realise they've now got him in their pockets and they can get all the media attention out of him? If he gets a job, I don't know. I honestly don't know when it comes to shit. Because like I just don't get why him of all people is the big drive from get a job. But it's the same thing I never understood as to why of all the coaches in the NRL at the time was Nathan Brown the favourite? Like who did he know? Who was he friends with? So I initially put that down to the fact that the NRL run the Knights. Oh, okay, yeah, that was my initial thought. Oh, but that's that. continued on. But Brandy, you know, still at the Warriors. The entire Brown experience has been profile. So, so I don't know. But that I think was my initial. I think whatever the reason is, it's emblematic of that element to rugby league, which is that oh, oh. outstanding play there was. Or was it? We've just talked up Jackson Hayes and he fluffed his kick. <laughs> um, but just on the Shane Flanagan thing, whatever you think about it, it's, it is emblematic of that rugby league element about 
your connections. Where you go in the game is about who you connect with. It's funny, to. but I just don't get where his connections are. No, I don't, I don't you know. know either, he came yeah. out of nowhere to coach Cronulla and did a great job, you know, the outstanding coach. But I don't get, you know, like it's not like he was a great player that's got all these ties to the game. You know, he's a, he was a first grader, but just. Um, yeah, it's a, really, it's a really odd one. It's even odder to me, especially considering his the controversial role he's had in the game. So... Like the, the the dual suspensions that he suffered. most sports would walk away from him. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. So the the fact that he has these friends in this medium isn't the weird part. It's that he of all people is the one yeah. with these yeah, connections. That's right. that's right. There's plenty of guys that want to be co- that want to be coaches that have worked at Fox, and guys that used to be coaches that want new jobs that have worked at Fox. But of all the people they've really backed, he's been the most obvious. You know, even the amount of games he calls, he calls more games than anybody. I swear it feels like I hear him more often than I don't when I'm watching... You see he had a game every day this weekend? Yep. Tohoo! Yep, they're not taking that one away. Harris is in. In the supercatch team just quietly. (laughs) Righto, Casey, just confirm this one (laughs) so we can all move on. (laughs) Did you see that... Yeah, Fred Martin... Which Manu did they want to bring? Manu Vandervai would be. Surely. I thought Joey Manu was in bringing back to New Zealand. It but it's Manu Vandervai for sure. It can't be. It's absolutely Manu Vandervai for sure. <laughs> oh man, as Big T would say, rugby league remains. He won't be really. Like, it's an you know, awkward. He won't be really or something. Oh, given what, he, mate, given what he's done, I would not be. I wouldn't care if he was my blood relation or not. That was a lovely little play. Lovely little play. Space up in the hill. Yeah, there's, it's a. I don't ever normally sit up on there. I don't know what the rules are there, but there's never ever got many people on. So there's clearly a. Maybe it's a capacity of the stadium. I have seen people in the, in the precinct. 
I know there are stadiums that have hills that don't yeah. fill up. Even the night till now, you can't fill it up because there's only so many people allowed in the in the stadium itself at any one time. Well, it's, yeah, it's a it's a thirty three thousand capacity, so you sort of. I would say they. But no, that's been reduced. Like, it's like twenty seven now. Oh really? Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah, the, the, the ends the ends the ends only have like two thousand each end now. In on the right. Eagles, yeah. It's like a twenty seven seven capacity now at McDonald Jones. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, yeah, and it's just the, the fire safety and the evacuation rules of Anaku you can have with the facilities you've got. Hey, do you reckon we need to start a push to have a fully enclosed stadium at McDonald Jones, or are you happy with the grass hills? On I the would like to, I would like to have, um, one more end field in. North or south? North. And have the south, as in the original plan for the south was to have um, facilities, still like cafes, and that leading over to the centre of excellence with a tunnel. Yeah, all right. Yeah, and no, I can see that. Uh, that was my. I think, and I think that's what we're that. The north will end up with another stand, whether it's a full stand or a half stand. And I think the, the southern end will end up being, yeah, like um, closed off, but the back of that will be shops and cafes and bars. Yep. Yep. Now, this is an interesting one. So, we've just seen, who was it? Ronald Volkman, taken out in midair, going for the kick. Mate, you and I were watching the Eels game last night when... Ilias? Yeah. Was taken out by Papali? Yeah. What's your, what, like, what's your thoughts on it? Where do you stand in respect of... It's soft as butter, but it's apparently under the rules. He was in the air and got pushed over, and they can see that dangerous contact because the guy's in the air. Now, the ball. now, what about that Volkman penalty then? That's, do you think that's not only correct under the rules, but the rules... That's the right ruling. That is the right ruling? That's dangerous, yeah. So, do you think the rule needs to be changed? For this one or for kickers? For the kicking one? Just in general, just in general. Oh, the taking, kicking one needs to be changed. The kicking, taking out the kicker. You, you, now can't, you now basically can't put any pressure on the kicker because you won't even make any contact with him. Yeah. I, I, I said last night, like, the reason why we get so many tries with kicks now is because kickers have so much time to get their kicks in. Yeah. I mean, it's a funny one, sort of, um, I think, for Knights fans, because one of the reasons that they brought in that protection for kickers was well, Joey. Joey was a big proponent of that, because he was of the opinion those were the sort of clashes that he had to contend with that shortened his career. Warriors are in. Warriors are in again. Will this one stand? Well, it didn't look like a touch from the Warriors. It looked no, like it's going for the Tigers. So I, I certainly would think it's going to stand. The first replay will tell us. That's a shame he's retired. Oh, not retiring, he's taking a break next year. Who? Serge, dude. I love him with the Knights. So we're, well, we were pushing for the Knights hard through because there was. I think, I think there were whispers. Like, there was a lot going on with. I mean, there was a lot going on with the Warriors during the off season and, you know, all that uncertainty. And so, and so when there was the opportunity where there was openings in their halves and, you know, who was going to be there. Yeah, you and I were big on CHT, and we would have loved for him to come over to the Knights and, and sort of fill that role a bit, like um, what Milford's ultimately doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Going back to the, the kick. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, i tell you how, the, the two ways you stop all the amount of tries and kicks. Like, there's a big issue of the game. There's way too many tries and kicks. It's got to the point now where teams spend five tackles setting up for their attack and kick. Two ways to stop that. First way is just 
allow you to put pressure back on the kicker and make contact with him as long as it's simultaneous, which yep. which is what that one last night was. Also, a charge down is not six again. Yep. I absolutely believe you should be rewarded for charging a kick down. Or at least the... You should, they, get the they get that tackle again. Well, all I was going to say was it, it should be harder to be punished if you do a kick down, if you do a charge down. I just, I just think they... I just think if, if, you charge it down and they regather the ball, they get that's fifth tackle still. Yeah, all right. That yeah, tackle doesn't count. That. Instead of getting six more tackles, yeah. you just get a repeat of that yeah. tackle. Yeah. yeah. Which which makes it worth the risk. You're not going to worry to give up one more tackle, you know, for the, the chance of getting a charge down and run away dry. Like, I, I, you know, but also, they should get something for getting for getting the ball back, you know? So they don't actually get to hand the ball over straight away. They do get a redo. I want to I wanna go back again. Just I want to stay on this um, taking out the kicker thing. So... With the way that you'd re, like redo the rule is that so you it has to be above the waist. Oh Any yeah, contact has to be above the waist. But you're making an essential. You are actually making essentially a black and white ruling. So the kicker is fair game up until the moment after the ball leaves their boot. Yes. So, so any any step you take after the ball's come off the boot, it's too late. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's how it's how you it used to be. Well, I thought that was, to be honest yeah, with you, I thought then, that was but the then, But then they changed it initially to say you couldn't take the legs out, and it's just progressing this thing where you basically can't make contact. Yeah. And it's just, a, and that's, once again, the game being over referee. Um, just watching the replay of that, um, the second try, we've got a 14 nil dickhead happening over in uh, Auckland. And they really are the dickheads at 14 nil down. <laughs> Mate, I was seeing up in the background the infamous yellow and black tablecloth alternate ah yes and you can we can talk about that we don't have to talk about that but one thing you and i have been doing with our day is enjoying a bit of brisbane rugby league documentary and just uh reminiscing or marveling at some of the quality jerseys oh what a 80s fashion mixed with the the weirdness of queensland in general was just outstanding so let's let's just let's go there when you think of Quality high end retro jerseys. What are some of the first ones that you sort of? The '84 Wyndham jersey was outstanding. Yeah, it that was a quality yeah, jersey. Yeah, the '84 Wyndham jersey was outstanding. You point out, I don't mind the combined Brisbane City jersey they wore in the Panasonic Cup. I didn't mind that one. So um, anybody who doesn't get a chance to see the documentary, this goes to air. It was like an all white jersey with was it Asanda Finance or something yeah. as the sponsor. And they just had like these yellow shoulder bars. Uh, sorry, red, red, red shoulder yeah. bars, uh, which just looked awesome. That white, that all white with that red. Yeah. Because so I'm trying to shoulder pads. Because I'm actually not a fan, and I, I've never understood why this is. When it comes to soccer, I think all white uniforms look outstanding. Yeah. But when it comes to rugby league, I think all white uniforms look soft, and yeah. I, I cannot for the life of me tell what the difference is. But for some oh, reason... Warfare, mate. That's why. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> when it came to that Brisbane City uh, Rugby League jersey, the combination of the white with the sponsor with that dash of red, it worked really well. Like, it looked so cool. Okay, so here's my question. Ted. The iconic all-white thing was the Liverpool all-white suits for the FA Cup when Arsenal beat them. <laughs> that was that was iconic in terms of that should never be done again. Yeah. It, um... Did that ruin all white everything forever? No, absolutely not. Absolutely. I still maintain one of the best jerseys I've ever seen in world sport 
was um, the Real Madrid 2002 Champions League jersey. And it was just all white. It was their 100th anniversary and they took the sponsor off. And they just had the three black Adidas yeah. bars down the yeah. long sleeves. Everything looks good with Adidas bars. And it just looks... As you said, the best kangaroo jerseys is the 82 one because of the Adidas bars down the sleeves. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, everything looks... It's my, my favourite Liverpool shirts with the Adidas ones with the Adidas bars on them. Yep. You know, like, everything's better with that. So the Warriors are turning on some razzle-dazzle. We've got three minutes to half time. Will a try here end the contest? Yes. It could do. Yes. Oh, it's about to! I mean, oh, <laughs> I mean, it is worry. the Warriors, but yeah. So is that going to be a tap or a... No, nah, it's, it's a, yeah, it's... So that did tackles. come off Laurie, did tackles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he's not get back into him. Can I ask you something? And this is a little bit just on the jersey thing. What were you? What would you like to see as a great idea for an alternate Knights jersey? Because I and the reason I ask is I've always toyed with the idea: would there be an issue with the Knights having like an all black alternate jersey with dashes like with just some red and blue stripes here or there? See, I'm I'm not a fan of teams going away from their colours in alternate jerseys. Yeah. Liverpool do it all the time as their third jersey. I'm not a fan of it. Like it's not. I, I I'm always a believer that teams have colours for a reason. But I, I but I think that the my favourite nights will alternate would be mostly blue with a bit of red. Yeah, I can see that. And sort of harking back to that um, that original um, jersey back in yeah. the back in the eighties before yeah. they were admitted into or yeah. just before they first season. The Herald Cup jersey against yeah, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Do it, do it, Newcastle Knights. Give us what we want. Hastings, short ball for Tuolani, almost out the other side. Botman was clinging on. Newton Wickamano heavily involved. Hastings saw the defence up early and through the dummy and nearly worked out. Laurie elects the kick very early in the count and they get a repeat set out of it. Yeah, a bit so, mate, just while the Warriors are sort of setting up for this drop kick, we've got about a minute and a half go to go in the half. As I said, we've been watching that Brisbane Rugby League documentary. The two, and that sort of covers that late 70s and we're up to the early to mid 80s of the, of the competition. But the two main figures, or three really, that come out of what we've watched so far are Mal Meninga, Wally Lewis and Wayne Bennett. Um... It is, it is fair to say, particularly for myself, and I reckon I'd probably speak on behalf of a fair few New South Wales fans, yeah, we genuinely did not appreciate how good Wally Lewis was at his peak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we had the idea of, oh, he doing it against farmers. No, he was doing it against most of the Australian test team. Yeah. Um, he had that amazing... So was it 84 that he won the comp yeah. with Winner yeah. Manly? yeah. And as they say in this doco, well, he was awarded golden boot. Like he was, he was widely, widely regarded as the best player in the world, um, based off his exploit. And once he got the uh, the kangaroos captaincy, he didn't give it up until he stopped playing for. That's him. the most successful individual season ever. So what did he win that? So year? they won the Origin series. Yep. The kangaroos won, obviously won everything. Brisbane won the Panasonic Cup. Wynnum won both competitions in Brisbane, the state comp and the. Um, BRL Premiership. Yeah. Um, what the way Wally played, 
And as we're watching here, Jackson Hastings is Ooh, down with a bit. He's in real pain. He's in yeah, trouble, isn't he? He's in some pain. Oh, that's an AC. That's a classic AC. It's just, so, a question, just a question whether it's broken or just a burn on the nerve up there. So is that a penalty for you? Like, that's a late hit? Yeah, that's a late hit. Okay. Because he, he, there was nothing... He was allowed, he was allowed to make contact there, but he actually just went right through and, and lined him out. Okay. There's no need to line him out. Yep. I think Jacko's all right. I think it's probably going to be a burner. Um... Just on Wally, though, watching him, like, at, at his peak, he was obviously a lot more mobile. We always knew that he had the, the skill and the, the ability to sort of read the game, but it was that extra mobility that gave him that extra space to do what he wanted to do with the ball and to, and to well, create Wally, Wally's ability to run the ball was... he had, For a guy as chunky as he was, in, he was extraordinary over five metres. His first three or four steps were lightning and tremendous power through his hips. Yeah. So, he, so he'd be fast enough to half get through a tackle and he had the power through his hips to actually break the tackle completely. Make the margin two converted tries here. Do we have the shot for goal? Such a big boy for a 5'8". When he run, does run the football, he's so dangerous because of his size and speed. Great to see him back. Oh, Dewey's playing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise. Man, I am not following the Tigers at all these days. I've got, no got no idea what's going on with them. Oh, there's young Lachlan. <laughs> all right, run 14-2 to the Warriors at halftime. We'll um, see you for the second half. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. I was here that day. I've never, I've never had a crowd 20 down so quiet. Second half underway um, out at uh, Mount Smart Stadium. Um, Bretto, you've just picked up on the trainer. What was the name of the guy? Slade Griffin. Slade, Slade Griffin, yeah. Slade Griffin, so yeah. he's the trainer for the Warriors. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, well, it looked like him. Um, mate, you mentioned it. Go back to that night. Because I was out on a work function that day. Because that was against the Bulldogs. Yeah. Which we lost. Yeah. <laughs> but of course um, and I still to this day vividly remember the tweet that you sent out which was along the lines of fuck 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 when the fuck are we ever going to get some luck with injuries mm. because that, to, that is still one of the most horrific injuries I've ever seen in replay because it's a twofold impact on his knee you see the initial crush in on itself and then dislocation yeah. it's, it's horrific it's the, it's the one thing I will give Brandish and Leeway for. He was trying to he was going to try and build the culture around Rory Jason and Slade Griffin. They were the two winners he brought into the club oh, to play to play in the middle of the pack and play yeah. dummy half. And obviously, Cross Jason didn't play any games for the club, mm. and Slade Griffin hardly played and didn't play again after that. 
and that was I'll give Brandon a bit of slack there. Like he actually had a good plan there. Of there's a couple of winners that just tackled and um, and lead guys around the park. Yeah, definitely. And, and then that obviously you know through no fault of his fell apart. So there, there is some leeway for Brandon because I've never seen an injury like it. And there was twenty thousand there that night, and it was dead quiet. Because. Because I remember after the injury and after all the surgery and after he was trying to get back in shape, there was, uh, he posted an Instagram post um, proposing to his fiance at the time. And he was kneeling. And he, I think there were even comments in there. Like, he was like, yeah. Yeah, that can't be easy for yeah. him to do. Yeah, absolutely. The state yeah. that his knee was in. Yeah, no, um, yeah. It was, it was not pretty. Oh, Negan went through just to mark out of play. Adam Dewey picked it up and he got it well, Rickhouse Jason seems to be going through the ranks, but like you know, he certainly seems to be getting more and more responsibility at the club. So they obviously like the area because they've stayed here. The um, no, he's um, he's done a really good um, obviously done some really good work there because O'Brien says they have a lot of confidence in him. Well, remember Rory was the one who took the reins for the Bulldogs trial game. Yeah, yeah. So he was the one, yeah. he was head coach that yeah. day. Yeah. Now he um he's gone from yeah just you know basically you know a mentor type assistant coach type you know when he couldn't play anymore. So can you see Rory Costation sort of filling that Cameron Serraldo role at the night? Yeah, I, I I think that's seemingly that's the path he's on is the Cameron Serraldo part of straight going straight into rugby league after your career straight in, so straight into the coaching structure after your career and um and then yeah working your way through to eventually being the right hand man. But does he want to be a head coach one day, do you think? I don't, I don't know. No, I've never heard him talk about it. But, you know, he certainly wants to be in the coaching structure because it's all he's done from the moment he, re- he retired, the moment he got the throat injury. Was that Danny Levi that hit him in the wrestling? Was Danny Levi the I don't know who did it. I've got a feeling it was Danny Levi that, yeah, whacked That's, him that's another one, though, where I remember my cousin Thor telling me about it. Yeah. And I shouldn't laugh at it because it's a... It was a very dangerous injury in the end that sort of... They weren't worried so much whether he played, but whether he breathed properly again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, know, I remember you talking about it, saying, like, you've never, he's never been so scared. Like, he literally couldn't breathe. Yeah. But I remember my cousin Thor saying, oh, have you heard about Rory Costchase? I'm like, oh, I got a throat injury or something. And he goes, yeah, mate, he's caught the Darren Lockyers. He's, they've, they've done him in the voice box. <laughs> And, and he had multiple surgeries and it's still not back. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's still really quiet. He's, you know. So I managed to... I don't know how, but I, I managed to... I think it was the first time I ever went to one of the Captain's Lounge um, events for a game. And he was the guest He was the guest speaker before the game. And, uh, yeah, it was Gary Larson plus Darren Lockyer times a thousand. Yeah. The way he was speaking. Yeah. And it was funny because at the time... There was still some talk about whether or not he'd come back. But you could tell from the way he was talking, he was like, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm playing again. Yeah. You could tell he was trying, trying to say the words, well, we're working towards a return and this is the timeline, but it was there was no conviction behind it. Yeah. Both sides, five minutes into it, no errors, just both sides getting to their kick, putting some pressure on the catches. All right, so Brett, you're Stacey Jones in the coach's box for the Warriors at the moment. You're 14 to two up. You've got about half an hour to go. Just quickly, have you ever thought of coaching in rugby league? I don't have the temperament for it. Okay, fair enough. So you're you're in the Joey Johns 
yeah. school. You're yeah. um, you you want to be on the field, not yeah. trying to direct off it. Got the ta- same level of talent as well. <laughs> if you're Stacey Jones, though, or if you're what, what what were you saying to them at half time, and what do you think at, at fourteen to two up now, half an hour to go? What, what do you think the Warriors need to do to close this game? First thing I'll be thinking about Stacey Jones saying now the emotions out of the game. Yep. So we you know we can't rely on anything other than the way we play the next forty minutes. Yep. The crowd won't win us this game. And then the second word is, we don't need to do anything special. We the Tigers don't have three tries in them if we don't let them into the game. We only we only beat ourselves from here. Yep. Whilst also thinking back of my head, of course we beat ourselves as we're the Warriors. We've been doing it for twenty five years. <laughs> And I guess conversely, go into the, um, Brett Kamali's mindset for the Warriors. Uh, sorry, for the Tigers. What are you saying to um, the Tigers? You know, they're up against it. They're away from home. Big crowd. Uh, the exact inverse of that. The emotions out of the crowd can won't get them home if we get back into the game. The crowd will go real quiet and actually might work in our favour. And they're the Warriors. So do you think from a tactical perspective the Tigers need to start throwing it around or wait for the Warriors to make a mistake? No, the, the, the Tigers need to play field position and the, they need to play field position to get the first try. If they can get play field position, wait the Warriors' mistake, get one try, then you start to expand the game because the Warriors naturally will then try and play expensive themselves because they get into the flux of the game and, and you know you might be able to get the game so open that, you know... So the Warriors could score two tries this half and still get beat. I've seen it before. Hmm. I mean, the perfect example is at the Knights game. Yeah. They put on two easy tries in 10 minutes and work the rest of the game for the next 70 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Straight to the field, Dewey put the play away. Like he's such a. This is why I think the, the Tigers get the spoon because Dewey's back. He he's such a good player. But even Dewey can't compensate though for the mistake there that broke that play down. Hmm. Like he set them up and they're in position. Of, yeah, which is why they'll never be good. But it's why they'll never be awful because you know they'll score enough points with Dewey in the turn. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. If you were the nice, would you be looking at Cody Nicarima from the, the Warriors got rid of? Yes. I absolutely would be. He plays hooker, he plays six, he plays seven. So He plays fullback. So something, kicks. something you and I were sort of discussing this weekend was further to the conversation we had about the Jack Hetherington signing. And it, it, you've, you've, you've got that idea in my mind about risking it for the... Risk it, you've got to risk it for the biscuit. Mm. Like... I, f- I firmly believe that the Knights need to add stability to that team and they need to add discipline. 
And when and when I say Would that, you add a medal, Elliot? And so I, I think about a player well, I'm thinking about a player, not not necessarily with the calibre of that halfback, but with that mindset of an Adam Reynolds. Mm. You see what the changes that he's made to that the Broncos and you know, just the, the small effort areas and the small... Which was like Jesse Hastings' thoughts earlier. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, I, you know, I still maintain that, that you, you look at those players, but I'm really on board with your underarm at the stumps last-minute yeah. run out. I'm not saying Nick Arima is that player, but, yeah, you've got to you, take a punt. Take and that's, that why I'm, and that's why I'm on board with Milf. Oh, 100, and 100%. You know, yeah. because... What, what, what have you got to lose? And the thing is, is that the biggest complaint about the Knights over the last two and a half years, or over the last five and a half, or six and a half years, is our attack is garbage. Yeah. We have no creativity. We look so bland. Well, you know, Anthony Milford, Cody Nicarima, those are the players yeah. that you throw out there and they'll, they'll, give, a, they'll give you that um, extra yeah. option. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. And... They'll mix it up in attack. And Jake Clifford doesn't need to carve teams up if you've got no. Milford and Nicarina next to Yeah. And so you can't complain about the Knights going, well, we're going to take a punt on that. Um, because one of the comments that came up in their Robbie M's chat was, um, oh, we need more of a, an organising halfback. We don't need an, you know this sort of flary um, half we don't know what's going to happen. We need an organising halfback. Like, well, what is an half- organising halfback? Mm-hmm. See, when someone says to me, organising halfback, I'm like, well, you're talking, are you talking about a Cooper, Cooper Cronk? Because he's just a good halfback. And he was a good halfback. He'd be like, what does an organising half really do? And for me, you, you're Adam Clune or you're Jake Clifford. Well, they sort of do that. Jake Clifford's your organising half. Yeah. That's, you know, that's what he does. What we need is that creative player who plays off the cuff, who plays that eyes up footy, as the, that they like to say. Um, so you, and you can also then pair that with KP on either side of the field. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm for it. If you, if there's a CHT or a Cody or if we can get Milf long term, that might be that extra X factor that unlocks KP that uh, complements Jake or uh, Clune. Oh, I'll well, sum it up this way: we need a guy that gets eyes taken off KP. Oh, 100%. So we need a guy where they can't just focus in on KP, where the eyes get naturally drawn. Yeah. That's what we need. But, and, but that's, what the, that's what we were going to do this year. Like, that's what, that's what one of the things was going to be with Clune and Clifford and KP was that it was going to be that three-prong attack where if they did focus everything on KP, we had those two extra options to compensate the for. The Clifford offered stuff to a it. Yeah. It's that simple. It's, it's and that right, simple. And rightly or wrongly, that's not yeah. us saying, oh... No. He's a problem player. No, no, it's just, it the was just circumstances, circumstances are that the Clifford stuff has happened and, and Jake's you know, struggled this season for various reasons and it just hasn't worked. Yeah. You know, I, I still maintain that I think that, that as a three can work. And no, Braley obviously hurts that too. Yeah, very much so. We never thought we'd still be looking at round you know, 7 and 18 without Braley. Well, round 12. We were told round yeah, 12. Yeah. We were told half the season... Yeah. We back right around 12. That started to turn into round 14, which turned into round 18, which is yeah. where it looks like he'll be back. Yeah. Gets involved in his first tackle. In the number 20 jumper. Great contact. Martini Zolesniak hasn't been stopped like that too often. It was Garner in company with Brooks. Fresh legs in the form of Haley Sereman, who debuted as a West Tiger. Round 25 of the 2017 season. Harris at speed. Aiken right alongside. Running into Dewey. And Novell 
Hang on for you and Aiken nearly spinning his way all the way to the try line. Aiken, <laughs> it is the last. Stripped out one on one, that's all about. I still don't understand why oppositions go for a one on one strip on the fifth tackle. Yeah. Just hold the top. You're going to get the ball back. Yeah. What are you running the risk of a penalty Football's for? Footballers aren't smart human beings. Hey, mate, I want to run some of these. I want to have a chat with you about the Newcastle reserve grade team. Nicholas O'Mealy was on the wing for the Knights mm. today. Mm. The Ogre's son. Yeah, the Ogre. That feels like such a Newcastle thing to do. <laughs> the son of a prop on the wing. Hey, um, the Magpies who uh, I understand are not doing particularly well. Um, actually, hang on, let me check that. But anyway, we went down We went down to the Magpies 18-12 to 12 out at uh, Campbelltown Stadium. And yep, I was correct. The Magpies are not doing well this season at all. Mate, how does a team with so much first-grade uh, experience and talent go down to a poor reserve grade team and, and I'll just I'll read out some of these now teams. don't forget this our reserve grade team knocked off the almost unbeatable penalty team a few weeks ago yes and it happened one since Heimel Hunt Jake Clifford Phoenix Crossland Jaira Momosia Jack Johns Lachlan Fitzgibbon Brody Jones uh, Pasami Solo that's a lot that is a lot of first grade and you know, to, to, to me you know what that says to me that stamps papers that stamps papers you're out of our club Will they be out of our club, though? Well, Phoenix uh, Phoenix is gone. There's no way Phoenix gets kept. Do you reckon Phoenix has been given enough opportunities? Three, think, three oh, years on. No, I, I do think he it's has. Three years on. But he's never played in. He's never played consistently. He's not a halfback. He wants yeah. a things a halfback. He's not a first-grade halfback. Yeah. Um, what's going on there, though? Why? Why? Why aren't they winning? <laughs> why? Because it's, that, it's, it's, it's the Malaysian attitude of the entire club. It's it's entitlement. It's a, it's I, it's in reserve guard. I don't need to put all the effort in the line here. That's when people say why don't why don't things change? Because these guys are playing a standard which is five rungs above the NRL standard and still getting beat. Mm. Um, there's some pretty damning stats in here. Although Pasami Solo, to his credit, was the biggest run getter in the forwards, 139. And he started turning around. Pasami, he was really good. Yeah, he I think run. so. Yeah, I think so. But Lachlan Fitzgibbon, 103. Brody Jones, 112. What's happened to Brody Jones? Why has he fallen off a cliff so much this year? I, um... You know, my, my, thought, with, my thought with Brody is that I don't think... I, I think he's the classic local that is having to play in the night squad. Okay. It was, it was, I thought he was the classic local that would die for their jersey. You thought he was Matt Croker? Yeah. Um, Lachlan Fitzgibbon 103 metres I mean earlier today I was sort of saying I, I see a place for him in first grade Jack Johns 75 metres Ooh, that's not good Jack, Jack Johns is not is not the standard um, but I want to ask you about Heimel Hunt Look, that's, that's a couple of weeks in a row now that Heimel's turned out for the reserve grade first of all is he forcing his way back into the first grade team is he dropped or are they still getting giving him match fitness they're still, he hasn't played enough football, so I, still, I assume they're still giving him match fitness. But he's in our, but he, he's pencilled in our best back four next year, back five next year. He is. So he has to be. He wants to do with Eddie gone. Um, no, yeah, actually, he definitely has to be. And so that's what we were saying. Uh, Heimel and Bradman in the centres, Gagai and Young on the wings. Yeah. 
um, KP. It's only two that Anario Heimel's the other guy. The other guy, you know, yeah. like if Anario's in our best back four next year, we're in real trouble. I'm pretty sure I just saw just quickly back on the game. So it's still 14 to two to the Warriors. 22 minutes to go. I'm pretty sure I just saw Bale and Couples on the bench for the Warriors. Good luck to them. Well, it's just that was a Nathan Brown appointment for the Knights, and yeah. it wouldn't surprise if that's a Nathan Brown appointment for the Warriors as well. Um, okay, so but well, oh, fuck, that was forward from Brooks. Um, but Heimel, so Heimel Hunt then. So you think that they're still getting him back into the match? I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen him play. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I have no idea. But if he's not, if he's not forcing away the way that Anari Tuala's playing, we've got real issues. We need to go hunting for an outside back for next year. Uh, Jack Johns got through some tackles today. Uh, sorry, yesterday, thirty-eight. But he, he he'll tackle all day, Jack. They're not effective. He's too weak. Yeah. So it's easy to say they're only reserve graders. They're not playing for the the prize that matters. Yes, yes. But losing is still a mentality. Like, what are they? What what do we need to be seeing from these players getting out of these reserve grade games? To go, that's that achieves what we want. Them running to over people. If, if we've got guys in our forwards that aren't running over reserve graders, they're not first graders. You're just not a first grade. If you're not, if you're not playing in the front row in reserve grade and getting over 150 consistently every week, you're not a first grader. Yeah. You should be getting over 200 every week playing in the front row if you think you're a first grader. Jaram Amasia ran for 30, oh, sorry, 88 metres, 30 metres post contact. I, I was upset when I heard Jaram was leaving, you know, but I'm happy to see him go. Bye, mate. Um, well, he hasn't taken that opportunity. He just hasn't taken I, that opportunity. I wouldn't be playing. I, mean, I wouldn't even be playing in reserve grade. What benefit would we get out of playing in reserve grade? Yeah, no, that's a fair I, He's clearly not putting in. You know, they're not making the finals now. Why are we playing it? I think we might live to forget letting start Tower go. Not because he's going to be great, but because he's better than what we've got as our fourth, fifth, and sixth. Star Tower? Yeah. Is he playing today? Yeah. He's not playing great, but he's, but he's better than Ari. His ceiling is so much higher than Ari, and if Heimel's not producing in reserve grade, yeah. Star at least carve that comp up. He would. Um, but again, it's, isn't that that case of if players are going to do well elsewhere, then just move them on because at the end of the day, they're not. Well, I'm not sure they will regret Stafford going so much as if he does well elsewhere. Well, that was just the right move for him. And no, that's okay. I, that's the, I, no, I regret the fact that Anari Tawala's going to be in our team, not Stafford Tower. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, that's still one which one I want in my team. So, are you questioning then the decision making of the coaching staff because they rate Anari's impact on that squad? Higher than what staff because is. I'm sure he's a great guy, he's a hard worker, and all that. And coaches get mesmerized by that crap. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's stuff. I swear, well, speed do, we keeps... forget, do we forget when he gave Brian Toto a fucking fist, uh, palm to the face and run away to score against Penrith? That was Dylan, wasn't that Dylan Edwards? But didn't he do it to Brian Toto too? 
Mm, I, th- I think he... Well, anyway, but he still did it in Penrith. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You think Anari Tuala's doing that? Well, who could... Anari Tuala couldn't outrun Patrick Herbert the other night. <laughs> and I'm sure Patrick Herbert outrun me. This is who we should be going for. Josh Curran. So tell me your thoughts on Josh Curran. Why, I, I'm a big fan. Hard worker, high rate, and his endurance is just through the roof. Um, yeah, I'm on board with that. I sort of. But does he fit in? Where does he fit in our thirty man squad with Matt Croker and Adam Elliott? Well, Adam Elliott wouldn't be in our best seventeen if we've got a decent side. Yeah, right. Josh Curran would be our starting lock. Yep. Matt Craig would be our utility on the benches that he can play edge or middle. So, yeah, and obviously that decision's then been made because I don't Well, think actually, him and Craig, Karen and Craig are the two old. They could both, they could both play edge and, and middle. Yep. So they're the two guys. One starts, one plays off the bench, and they alternate that role, you know, throughout the season so they, you know, so they're not getting worn down. Which is the role I, I was hoping like the Fitzgibbon would play. Which role was that? The ability to play off the bench and play either lock or middle. Uh, who started in the back row for us this year? It was Frizz, Lockie, and Kurt, wasn't it? On in round yeah. one, yeah. And you know, Lockie had a couple. Because Barney sat on the bench in round one, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was quite good for us off the bench yeah. in those first. Oh, two he'd be great off the bench. He, 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 I was really excited about him coming off the bench because mm. he, he's, he's got two twenty-five minute bursts in him that's elite standard. Yeah, you know? he can go he can and get hard twenty-five minutes, man. Which I think will be the Jack Hetherington role next year. Yep. Balls to the wall, 25 minutes, two 25 minute stints, <laughs> and I hope that, that didn't involve a send off. Which, you know, Barnett did anyway, so you know. <laughs> the Warriors attack is just, it, it's just falling apart at those last moments there. You can see SJ's trying. But it's just it is just not coming off for them. They can't they cannot close out the Tigers at the moment. Actually, the phrase in commentary that I legitimately hate is the piggyback penalty. Because it sort of sounds like it's always bothered me because it sounds like a phrase where they're like, oh yeah, no, he absolutely does. It sounds to me like a phrase where they're sort of saying, oh, we need the ref to do them a favour now. Yeah. And I know that I'm so used to bagging refs, and I was like, actually, they're probably not saying that. What it, what I mean. challenged that. Sorry? The Tigers challenged that. Idiots. Um, what it means is that you need to force the opposition here into a, you know, make that mistake to get that penalty. But yeah, piggyback penalty to me is just such a poor phrase. Yeah. Um, Tigers are idiots here as well. That is just an obstruction all day. There's no way Casey Badge is overruling this.
When that Josh Curran mark would look great down fucking Bayonne Street. No, it looked great out at Raymond Terrace. For Los Aaron Woods, it's the most successful thing he's done in five years. No, he's built it everywhere. Just like Aaron Woods. <laughs> Mount Smart Stadium's looking good. And they're very good tonight. Oh my god, is he fucking kidding? It's been awful. And this is the thing, is that... I know it's going to sound like... Because I'm all for commentary pumping up the game. You know, promote the game and... But be honest about it. Like, you can still talk up this game. You can still talk up the positive aspects of this game without having to bullshit about yeah. it. Like, the fascination in this game has been is that it's been a low-quality game where both teams are still in it and that it's there to be played for. The energy is still high and, you know, can the Tigers go... But don't be pulling the put about the fact that, oh, it's been... A, it has not been high quality. The amount of broken down attacks and dropped ball has just been atrocious. This is definitely a battle between two bottom four sides. And we know that. We've seen, we've been watching plenty of bottom four That's sides. That's right! <laughs> if anyone recognises it's us. Um, Warriors up 16-2 to two though. So that gives them the 14 point lead. And as we learned from Origin 3... Um, with Freddie's field goal, when you oh we've got a oh we've got a um uh, pitch invader. It's a real problem in New Zealand, but it happens in the rugby a lot too. It's a real problem in pitch invaders in New Zealand. Oh really? Yeah. Well, actually, the guy uh, Speedy just said in commentary that I haven't yeah. been paying that as much attention. I didn't realise that was the second one. Why do you reckon that is? What are they getting out of it? It's a cultural thing. Yeah, fair enough. Like it's just this is. It's I don't I, their sporting event. Have you been to like a big of their sporting event? It's, no. it's real weird, man. It's real. Which event have you been to? I've been to a better players night test, and I've been to. Oh, a, really? Yeah, I've been to a New Zealand test match, like a league test match. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, which what, what ground are we at for the players like? The old House of Pain today, the um, Carisbrook. Yeah, right. When was that? That would have been... It was before the... Leading into the 2003 World Cup. Yep. So I think we would have lost that game, though. Yeah. I think we... Yeah. I yeah. think we retained the cup in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. But we lost... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Now, I, I haven't been over to New Zealand one day. I'd love to do a season where... If I had the time and the money... Where I could go to every single night's game one season. Every like all twenty four games in one year. My best is seventeen. Yeah, that's pretty good. Which year? Which year was it? Uh, Don't say two thousand sixteen. No, no two thousand and <clears throat> seven. That wouldn't have been an ideal year, but no. we didn't finish last, no, so it no, could have been a much yeah, worse year. Yeah. Was two thousand and seven the year that we relegated 
the Tigers to ninth. Yeah. With the because yeah. um, that was the last game of the round that we had to the season that we had to win, and we didn't win. We didn't lead at any point in the eighty minutes, yeah. and we yeah. took finally yeah. took the lead after yeah. Hutt. Yeah. And see that was and again that was some more Danny Badir because Danny Badir is genius. Won us that game where a quick play the ball, he saw the markers offside and drew the penalty yeah. for the two points. Yeah. Hey, you and I were having a chat earlier today about the Brian Smith era. I think there were some positives to come out of that, but certainly one of the massive negatives was his treatment of Danny Badiris. Yeah. That was a that was a departure that just never should have happened. No, no, there was no... Like, even if you think Danny's starting to decline, he was still a top four or five hooker in the NRL at that stage. Because, well, the year before, people forget he'd been the incumbent... Australian's kangaroos yeah. hooker. And that was shown by he literally came back six years later and was still... Elite. And still, yeah. Because so there, there was talk in 2012 about whether or not he goes back into origin. Yeah. He was still at yeah. that level. Yeah. Um, it's such a shame that neither he, um, Kirk Gidley or Joey, didn't play 300 games for the Knights. Mm. One of those three absolutely should have been the first player to do it. And, and then, you know... We offered better to be Sione. We, we all thought yeah. Sione be the guy that does it. He's not there. My money's now on Croaks, but who knows? With the way the game's always changing, you just never know. Is KP a cha- chance? No, I don't think he'll play rugby league long enough. Okay. I don't think he's not a guy who wants to play forever. You're, uh, you're convinced he'll go to a union, though. You still think yeah. he'll go to union? Yeah, yeah. But not, like... Not, not you know, super rugby, all blacks do rugby. You'll go to Europe. Yeah. Surely off and Gower is offside there. So this is an interesting one to me there where um, CHT is taken out in midair, but there's nothing wrong with that because the ball had bounced. Mm. It's only when they're going for one that's off the boot, that's when you can't touch the player. Yeah, which is just dumb. Well, it, it, so you're of the opinion... Once well, player, the, the, the point was supposed to be safety. What, what does it matter why you're off the ground, whether it's bounced or not? Still off the ground. Still yeah, you are still off the ground. The same thing. But it's the same thing in respect of when a player is going for the try in midair... Yeah, and that's dumb too. Them out that, and that's dumb too. So you shouldn't be able to take them out once they're in midair. No. Once they have a position of the ball in the air, you should be able to touch them. So if someone, so you're, but hang on, with with a try scorer, if they're you in, can't you can't tackle them in there to save a try anymore. No, 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 no. Sorry, hang on. We're talking about two different things. I'm talking about what Brian Toto did to Selwyn Cobbo in Origin Two, where he takes the pass, goes for the run. And then he dives. Oh, I don't know because you're you're you've got possession, and then you, and and then you leap into the oh, air. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, like you, you, I'm saying you take possession in the air. Right. Okay. No, sorry. Yeah, I agree. All right. I don't. I don't mind that. Because um, it's your it's your decision to do the leap. That's your own fault. Yeah. Mate, a try here. Ten minutes to go. We're bang on ten minutes to go. Try here will make this very interesting. Not for him, Gowie. No way through as Harris returns to solidify that middle 
Warriors win 16-14. Call it now. <laughs> oh, oh! He's offside, yeah. Is the Warriors' brain, brain explosion imminent now? Where they're, they're going to work their hardest to give Ab- this away? Absolutely. Oh, man. SJ, tell you, mate, you were offside. You knew it. And the Warriors' try line. I just don't like when the Tigers shift from sideline to sideline. They need to get into about six four field position, count their numbers and take the, the right side. Hey, Sticks, off the hand of the alley. New Brown, trying to burrow his way over. Great technique by Harris to beat it. And they give the slide down. Surely, space opening up here. Gotta try to finish it off. Try saver from Curran. Now he's over the try. I just put it down. Curran <laughs> <laughs> got the footing down. I don't think so. Last well, on a Jericho Knights fan, but I could never be a Tigers fan. I would give it's, up by now. So he was in. The, he's found himself in the end goal. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> oh shit. That's not a double movement, though, is it? No, because they fall off him. Yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah, surely that's just to play the ball at the 10-meter line. He's held up in goal. The ball always remains up. We have a decision. In some respects, he's lucky he didn't get it down there because they might have thought about double movement. Yeah, exactly. They fell off him. They tried with defense, but they stripped it for numbers out. I've just realised Speedy was talking about a double movement as well, so I immediately feel like I'm an idiot. Yeah, that's fair too. That's, that's a fair <laughs> Stop agreeing with me, Speedy. Shut up. Oh, I don't think that blood's going to stop flowing, mate. He's been solid. He's been, you know, hasn't carried the football a lot as he usually does, but defensively he's been sound. So Hastings will be tackled here. On 25. So he's out of the equation. Time for Laurie to take over at first receiver. For Dewey. Roberts. Yeah. That attack's really ordinary. And across the sideline. And look at the... So they've got... I mean, they've got the... the the movement, they've got the ball passing, it's just, it just doesn't click. Like, it, the move, it just doesn't Because work. they don't put a dent in the opposition of the forwards. You can't, I don't care how good your back line is, if you don't put a dent in before in the forward pack before you start to go wide, you can't score. Yeah. NRL teams are too disciplined in how to defend if you haven't put a dent in them and got them out, got them out, out, of, um, out of alignment. It's so funny what you say about the discipline of um, the defensive lines today because, like, where you and I were watching that Brisbane Rugby League stuff, like, the type of rugby league they were playing in the early 80s was you you just moved the ball around as much as yeah. you... Oh! You just moved the ball around as much as you could. And with, and with the five-meter rule, you... You, go you through, had to, yeah. Yeah, going through the middle yeah. made no ground. Yeah. And so, ball movement was what opened up defences, but now... Forward movement and field position yeah. is what tires out defences yeah. so that you can create... Find one lazy defender. Yeah. From no 
just getting rid of Saifanath, who knows he's been the starting front rower today. Go who? Jacko. He's tried hard today. What does a team do? What does a team do to make uh, the Tigers work with Hastings, Brooks, and Dewey on the park? Does it work? Can it work? Luke Brooks doesn't play. <laughs> Luke Brooks on the bench. <laughs> Luke, what? Yeah, you know, that's your thing. Maybe you play Luke Brooks at fourteen. Now I'm a Jewish utility. Yep. Because Luke Brooks is big enough to, to play 10 minutes a dummy half of your name too. Yep. Is it a simple case of economics for the Tigers though? Where oh, I've sort of... got this stupid idea that oh, he's getting paid all that money he needs to play. And you're spending that money anyway. If it's actually making the team worse, it's ridiculous. It's like, it's just poor economics. But isn't that the same argument? Doesn't that go against the argument you and I have for criticising Holbrook for putting Fafita on the bench? No, because Fafita's in their best 13 plays. Fafita makes them worse. Oh, okay. All Fafita, right. Yeah, he All doesn't right. actively make them worse. Yeah. So you're, you're pretty much saying at the moment Luke Brooks is not one of the best 13 players at the well, West Well, he's their third best half at best. Yep. Will Brett Kamali make that call at some point? He should if he wants to, if he wants to be taken seriously as a coach. But if he's getting... Oh! There it is. Game over. Game over. And we all sit back and wait to hear from Casey Badger. <laughs> the afternoon is in her hands. Yeah, well done, New Zealand Warriors. They deserve to celebrate. But that try was New Zealand, like Warriors football at its finest. You just kick it up and hope, but you make something happen. You make something out of nothing. Zezniak? Oh, Jesus. We have that conversation for a second. No, there's nothing wrong with that. So at what point are paid professional commentators, is it no longer quaint? It's racism and disrespect. It's definitely... So it's, de it's pure racism. Okay, talk, and talk me through that. Talk... Talk to the, talk to the white man, me like this white guy, and spell it spell that out for me, Clinton. So I, I as the the only thing as a term of the commentator's opinion, I as a white man don't need to do my job professionally enough that I need to learn the cultural um, reading and the pronouncing of that name. Yeah, and it's not that hard either. Okay, and let's 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 go another thing. I, you watch the the Polynesian game names are wrong, and people oh they're so difficult. But what about Irish names? Like, Liverpool have got a play called Quiven Kelleher. Quiven Kelleher, his name is spelled C-A-I-M-O-N. That's not Quiven. If he was playing the NRL as a rugby league player and he was brown, they'd be calling him Comine. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, like, it's just laziness 
And it's a lack of respect for the other cultures. And the lack of respect for culture is racism. And the reason you know it's just flat out lazy as well is because it's really not that hard to put some effort in. Ask the players. Yeah. They'll have the conversation. And and one thing I will say, Josh Papali is... Set the, they're backed by he's pulled a swift on everybody and then he's got him and start calling him Papa Lee he calls himself Papali when he gets asked he's pulled a swifty there he just thought he was a smart ass <laughs> oh Josh because um, he's a Queensland yeah so that's um, so 20, to, 20 points to 2 Warriors win that's essential that's game over now um, I think they were talking about it in the commentary, but I wasn't paying enough attention. That's been the that's been the first time in a while that the Warriors will hold the team trialless, three and a half minutes notwithstanding. From here, who gets the wooden spoon? Titans or Tigers? Right. So or the Jogs fall back into it. So I'm 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 looking at the ladder now. Knowing the Tigers had a tough run, like a, like the Warriors would there was their Regis game remaining. Other than maybe us at Campbell. Well, I was just going to say, they've still got to play us at Campbell. Yeah, Campbell but, but, but the right. Warriors are a worse team than us. Um, I, I genuinely, I still think the Titans, I think the Titans for the spoon. They were they were dreadful yeah. on Friday night. Yeah, like they, they've checked out, haven't they? Yeah. But, but is it a case of, at least they've still got their coach and they've got something to play for? Like, they're not completely giving up on the season like the Tigers have? By sacking the coach, the Tigers have given up on their season. Yes, but but the, see this this ties into the argument you always have in terms of you sack the coach to rejuvenate the squad to give them something. Well, you to sack play you for. sack the coach because you've given up on the season and yep. you want to make a statement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a th- and there's a third pitch invader in. Um, yeah, you're right. That is that is a cultural um, thing there. You'd, yeah. Um, well, having said that, though, we did see two at um, at the goal. Well, I'm not saying, but I'm saying New, New Zealand. Like, I, I, I'm almost certain the fines and the punishments wouldn't be anywhere near what they are here. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, I, I guess, but I guess what I'm saying though is that sometimes when you sack the coach, what the players realise is that well, we don't know who the coach is going to be next year, so I've got to put myself in the shop window to make sure that I'm a chance to still be in first grade next year. And that's the complete wrong wrong interpretation of that in terms of, you're right, I think that's how people think, but I think that's completely wrong. The interpretation should be when the, sack, when the coach has been sacked is that we're resetting, we're starting again. Because that's exactly what a club's doing. When, when the coach sacks a, once a club sacks a coach, yep. they're saying we're starting again. Yep. And people think, oh, that rejuvenates the squad. No, it doesn't. It actually tells the players we're back to square one. Okay. By keeping the coach, you're saying, no, we're still trying to go forward. This is where we're at at the moment when we're progressing. The moment you sack the coach, you've just said, we've just taken five steps backwards. So who do you think then, out of the Titans, Tigers, Warriors and Bulldogs, bearing in mind that out of those four, the Titans are the only ones yet to sack their coach this year. And it's been rumored this week that's coming. Yeah, that's coming. You think... So who do you think out of those four then has the most or the least to play for? The team that has the most to play for is the Bulldogs. Correct. Because they are getting in... They will probably get a decent coach because of the, the Bulldogs pulling the gas thing, like you would think, that, you know. And with the Reed Marnie and... Um, they're someone else next year. But they're going to... No, but next year they will be expected to be pushing for the eight. 
Yep. You know, all those new buyers will be better in, Reed Marnie and the sort of guy, you know, they'll be expected to be pushing for that next year. Well, that's an interesting thing that you've raised there because remember, Gus Gould did say after Barrett, look, we're gonna, there's going to be more losing. People yeah, fans yeah because, that. because he's gone to the Nathan Brown School of let's take yeah. down fans' expectations. He did have Penrith, he just had Penrith. You know, there's more losing. Okay, so you think the, the Bulldogs have the most to play for? Warriors, Titans, Tigers, who has the least? To play for? Yeah. The worries, because the excuse is already embedded. Yeah. And those guys aren't losing their spots. Now, the guys that are desperate for the Warriors, none of them are losing their spots. Yep. So all those Kiwi boys in that team, they're all, they're all, you know, they're all keeping their spot for next year. Okay, so that then leaves the Titans and the Tigers... What are they doing with the rest of their season? What what are they doing and what should they be doing with the rest of their season? Their seasons. The Tigers... Tigers are the interesting one in terms of... They've got a lot of guys that are at the crossroads of their careers. Yep. So they've got a lot of guys that should be pushing hard, thinking that if this doesn't happen, I'm not playing NRL anymore. The Titans... I've got a lot of guys that are either the careers are at their end or they're young. Yep. So they're, they're, they're really, they've got too many players in their prime. So they're a really interesting case. Well, you look at their players and you think the players they've got in their prime, it'd be AJ Brimson, he's fairly young. Yeah, he's been around for quite a while. But they, he's got a five-year deal yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly right. He's there for, for he's, they're chained to him. Dave Fafito, he's, he's young, but you know, did they sign Dave for three or four years? He's got one more year, I think. Do you reckon he... What do you reckon he does at the end of next year? He goes to the Dolphins. Ooh. One take. Mate, Bay 53 with the lo- spicy takes. He loves Wayne. Yep. They have the money and they need a marquee. Mate, you heard it here first. Dave Fafita to the Dolphins in 2024. Wayne's going to be working his magic. Hang on. And that gives him three out of the four Queensland teams. He's got one to go. Warriors get the win. Tigers with another loss. They've only got three wins for the season. That now. And I think I think that's the Warriors' fifth win, which takes them level with us. And this is how poorly the Warriors are going. We're ahead of them on points diff. Wow. That, that is an embarrassment. Yeah, that's, that's not good. Um, I want to finish off this thought because I know we do have to get going. And so Dave Fafita goes to the Dolphins in yeah. 2024. Yeah. What are they paying him? Because uh, well, he has to take a pay cut. Yeah. Uh, around a million marks. Slightly under can, can the Titans... And this is my last question. Uh, do the Titans want to re-sign Fafita? And can they give him the money he wants again to keep him no. there? No. They would want to resign him, but they would want him to take a big pay cut that he won't take. Yeah. They would want to put him down about 800000 He won't take that. Right, we'll leave it there. Thanks. Hey, look, if this does make it to air, thanks for everyone. We are going to finish with the hottest of hot takes. Um, we've had a great afternoon. And, uh, yeah, congratulations to the Warriors. That's a famous win back home. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, everybody. Bye, guys. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, 
Social media isn't a bad place, you just need to follow the right people.